So I really wanted to to ask you because very often what I am noticing is that there is still a lot of what I'd call very superficial judgments that come from you. Like there are some things if you watch for myself also I'll tell you, I can watch any program. I can watch any program on television. Anything at all actually. Or anywhere else. Just watch anything at all. What I notice with people generally speaking, including people coming to Satsang, is that you have a lot of judgments. There are judgments like, you know, okay, so we're spiritual, so we don't watch things like this. That's a very weak attitude, actually. You can watch anything, because everything is consciousness. First thing. Everything is consciousness. It's consciousness. It depends how you are inside yourself. Sometimes we are so much so much trying to maybe give people an impression that you know I'm more spiritual than that, so I don't need to watch things like that. That's a very shallow attitude. You're able to look at participate in life. I'm not saying go and do everything. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that to somehow remain true to your own consciousness. And not don't be so weak and so fickle. We think that we've been so spiritual by saying, No, I don't watch things like that. But that is such a weak um, thing. It's okay if you say, Look, you know, no, no, I'm not in the mood for that right, I'm gonna go. And if that is genuinely coming from, you know what, I'm a bit tired and I'm a bit done, that's just too noisy for me right now. There is a difference energetically than when it's coming from a kind of hierarchy of thought like, you know, well, I that's a bit base, or I don't watch this, or I don't like to watch the news. Or that's a very weak thing. What I'm actually inviting you to is just to be open to life generally. And by that, I mean, television is just an exercise, because in fact, you're looking at something, it gives a, uh, some of the flavor of really what's happening. It's not really true, because it's not in real time. So somebody's already edited things and put them for you, like a meal that someone cooks rather than you cooking it yourself or something. So that's fine. But my examples still serve that to just be open inside your consciousness, because it's not what you see, it's not what people say. Even a thought that appears in your mind can be what you may call a terrible thought. But it doesn't belong to you until you pick it up. Any thought can come inside your head. You don't order thoughts. Okay, I'd like you know a dozen good thoughts to do. You don't. You don't have this choice. It simply come. Things come into your mind, and then it's how you react with that. Whether you then pick that up and roll it into a story, then you start to participate, and then you can say you're thinking about something. So if you just allow, just that can come, but somehow you don't engage with that because that's something discerns energetically first, not just from the mind, because the mind normally is not so much discerning things energetically. It kind of somehow is using all types of little techniques about what you learn and your conditioning, so you are judging from conditioning. Uh, when something arises energetically, there is something very light about it. It is not heavy. It doesn't carry this strong psychological smell about it. And you move very naturally. So I'm not saying you should do this and you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying be aware of this, because very often, if you're sitting with people, even if they don't speak, and they have judgment, that energy is in the air, and if you're sensitive, 
you do pick it up. You do see when people have narrowed themselves off. Some people, is like they need, they have, they have created or have a sense of some insecurity that they need you to say things good and nice to them all the time. Now, supposing you nobody told you this, but if you are sensitive enough, you can pick up that vibration in them. That this person, some something goes for you to say, oh, you look very nice. It's almost as though you're being pulled into a kind of interaction with someone. Where it's almost as though your part is already designed to act out being the one who says, Oh, you look so beautiful, look so nice, or something. Because their energy is begging for that. So when you have reached a state where your consciousness and your attention is in a state of neutrality, there's so much space inside you. People can enter your presence. And it's like for some people, being with uh, a certain kind of person is like meeting them inside a cardboard box. It's already tight. In another being, it's like you step into like an open panoramic space. There's so much space in them because they have no judgment. If you have judgment already, your room is shrinking. Your spiritual room is shrinking. The more judgments you have, the more likes and dislikes you have. You just become a very small thing. All this capacity and all this potential is inside us. I'm not saying, oh, this is what you should do to increase your capacity or increase. No, I'm just saying, find out who you are. Something is keeping this full immersion or recognition is keeping it a little bit away. Now you may not realize this, but on some subconscious level, something is afraid just to be completely itself. It's not that the self is afraid to be itself, but we have created a sort of a, a relationship with certain ideas about self, and we are attached to these projections, these ideas, and we feel that without them you won't be able to function. Just like once upon a time, nobody had mobile phones. And now, if you can't find your mobile phone, you feel a bit handicapped. This is just conditioning. And our minds, our, our beings are so loaded with conditionings now, that rarely do you meet a human being whose presence emits this spaciousness, this silence, this peace, that is not just reacting to life, but being able to be so broad in your way, and yet you are not taken by anything. You are not conquered by anything at all. So forget trying to impress people, or trying to show them how spiritual, or demonstrate how silent you can be, or how high your thoughts are. It doesn't work. People just see you as a prude. Not that that matters, but maybe, at least, maybe you think you are coming across a certain way. And you are coming across a certain way, but not the way you think. It is better just to be empty, not for the sake of what people think of you. And how to be empty is very difficult. If you still carry the smell of a person, you are still evolving. I mean, like we are watching this show. I haven't. I wanted to talk a little bit and use this show as a kind of like a an, a, a trigger. Mm. 
for a deeper conversation about it. I wanted to ask you a little bit, like, what did you feel about this show? Because here is a show, is a, a a program that was made about a kind of real life scenario. That's what was actually happening. These people are not actors. It's just like what was happening. It's been edited and all of this stuff to create it and all this kind of noise and all this pizzazz around it. But if you look through it, you can see that there were real emotions, real feeling was happening there in the beginning. Maybe when you saw how things are, you maybe a feeling of dismissiveness or judgment is there. But gradually you saw that a purer state of consciousness was being introduced to the people, and there was an elevation there. There was something that ended on a higher state of looking. This is still within consciousness. And the people may become happier in their way of working together, but did they attain any freedom, real freedom? You see? And we can look at these uh, programs of life generally and draw so much power from real understanding about human nature and feel so much true emotion about it also. It's nothing not nothing to say, oh, oh you know, that's just a, they're all a joke, it's nothing I, I shouldn't put any feeling. You can feel all these things with people and still never lose your inner composure. Not that you are composing yourself, but that calmness that comes with realizing the self. So sometimes when I when I'm with uh, people in satsang, some some of you I feel very weak. I have to say, some people are very weak. It's like I have to be you have to be careful what you say because they are a little bit like you're like little delicate flowers. I don't know if you're really like that. I don't really believe. Well, of course I know you as the self are not like that, but what you're putting out of yourself is very weak, very often. Not as weak as we see sometimes in a round round, but there's still this tendency. And when I watch, so watch television with everybody, and we look, and I see and feel the energy of how you perceive and and respond to things. I think you can do without that. It would be almost as though the television is playing to an empty room, but still there's watching, and still there's a feeling, and still there's. A kind of joy, and still there's, you know, there's feeling there, but it's not personal. It's not like personal, you know. It's like the feelings of consciousness. But still, there's too much person. Once I remember coming into a room and there were people were talking. I says, you know, listen, you know, there's too many people here. There's too many. Pe- I was in this room actually. There's too many people here, and everybody started to leave. I said, no, 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 no. There's too much people here. I want there to be presence here. If there's presence here, we can have ten. Well, we can have at least well another three times the amount of people here, and it will still be a very shanty place. But if you're going to be a person here, maybe one person. Everybody wants to go to sleep after. Just can't take the energy of this one person. You know. Sometimes when we look at programs like that, they trigger situations that are still alive in us of personal things that we have hap- that have happened to us in our lives or something like this. And maybe a part of of that is still reacting inside your mind or something. I don't know if that is, or if it is just a kind of habit and behavior and what you expect. Sometimes people come here for the first time. Quite a number of people happen uh, come for the first time, especially. Even people who have written to come, but more often from people who just sort of drop in, and you see that they bring a sort of 
presence, which is almost like they expect that everybody here is just like they're coming from the pub or something. And they'll talk and they'll have very strong opinions and it just stands out so strongly because energetically it's so different. As you, if you're following my pointing, you should be able to be in any company, not because I choose to be in this, but simply because life places you wherever you are. And internally, you're just the same. Whoever you're speaking with, you don't have to be speaking with spiritual people, whatever that means. You may find that everything is a spirit, and just functioning in different ways. You don't judge, you just find that everywhere you are, you somehow find your your balance is there with you. So on one way, I don't want to separate what you may call spiritual teaching and spiritual practice from just the life. Because you'll be robbing yourself of an opportunity. Actually. I'm not different in any situation. I outwardly, maybe something if I'm in Jamaica, maybe I speak more Jamaican or something. Or whatever. But I'm no different from who I am inside. I'm not different. On the outside, your life can be like a chameleon in one way. But you're not being a chameleon. It's just somehow something adapts through the consciousness very naturally. But internally you're the same, consistent. But not you being consistent, just the consistency is there. That needs understanding and recognition, realization of the self. That's what you're here for. We're not here on kind of behavior therapy or something, but to realize and to be awake to ourself. But when I hear and I see people say, "Yeah, yeah," and I and I say, "But really, you guys have had a you have had a fiesta of satsang because you're in that environment constantly." And perhaps, maybe in some cases, just taken for granted. It is possible that there are people who probably spend one one hundredth of the time you've spent and make ten times the opportunity of it than you do. Sometimes too much is available. It's not how much satsang you get, it's how well you you follow through with things. And come to that understanding, because I would not like it if, in two years, you're still asking these stupid questions, and you're still going, yeah, but you know, with the self, Muji, what? I would just not want to talk to you. I'd rather be talking to somebody new and fresh. And yet, you, all of you, could be around me physically. If I live for another ten, twenty, thirty, you could be here. But you would have to be fresh. And the only fresh beings I can know is the ones who are without ego. I went to school, a boys' school in England, for it was the private school, just it was a boys' school like that. And after many, many years, we are still in the same town. Many of the people are still in the same town. But of all of them, I only know one with whom I can be fresh. Everybody else is reminding you about school. 
You remember so and so from so and so? You know, he passed away, and yeah, this guy got married, he got divorced, he got this. I said, I want to hear all of this stuff. That's just rubbish for me. Not, not rubbish, but it's not what. I haven't seen you for four years. All you want to talk about is somebody else's uh, divorce. I mean, what is that? I know one with whom when we meet, not just what we say, because I don't know what we speak about, actually. But there is a space inside that being. Do you have that space? You shouldn't have to be around spiritual people to be recognized as being spiritual. You can just be yourself anywhere you are. If you are true, people do come to you and speak with you. Because it's not people who are responding to you, it's their presence is responding to you. Because in being in a in a in a, in the in the presence of presence, it stirs up their own presence. It awakens them to their own consciousness. More than if we we are so saturated with personhood. Everybody's relating to personhood. It's the common language of the world today. Personhood. To meet a human being, let's put it like this, who is without this personhood. At least it might be there, but it's just vague, like I talk about seeing the moon when the sun is present. The activity of moon, you're not noticing moonlight when the sun is here. To meet someone who is really empty of that. And why not you? Empty of that. And you can have a conversation that is pure, an exchange that is truly, let's say, truly human and truly divine in a way. Because you can somehow feel the heart of the beings. Something guides you into the heart of the being, where you can really commune. Don't waste your time. If you want to waste your time, waste it somewhere else. The majority of beings that we encounter somehow seem to be in a state where there is investment or a kind of unconsciousness with really that type of habit of just talking rubbish. It's really rubbish. It could be your parents, it could be your your family, your friends, whatever it is, they just talk about. Well, you know, I went to the market yesterday, and I saw this girl. And it's this type of stuff. Okay, so in a way, if you're in an environment where you have to encounter people, you have to a little bit either educate people of how they can be with you. Because sometimes I've had to say to people, "This is not the best way of spending your time with me." Because if I don't say this, then I have to suffer you. I said, well, I'm sorry, this is not the best way of spending your time with me. Don't please, let's not talk about that or something. It's not the easiest thing, especially when, but sometimes you have to mm, to cut something and or you ask, please get to the point. Please get what is it that you really need to say to me? I'm very busy right now. What what is the point? No, no, not this. What is your point? Sometimes you have to do this. Sometimes. Not all the time, you see, but you'll be surprised at how easy it can become. If you're, I'm taking your example now. You're in an environment like hospital people coming all the time and so on, 
and they just get to if you are centered in this people do come to that point they just know don't waste time with this person don't waste this person time it's something to what your presence convey also don't feel that you have to always be nice and to be nice and to accommodate you see because in fact it doesn't serve them it doesn't serve you you can say without being rude you say listen you know i'm sorry but you are going on a bit and i'm very busy right now so is there something you want to say or should i just leave it like this you find your way to do it being nice is not being nice being nice is not being nice sometimes not being true we put too much emphasis on that social custom and so on and i'm not saying it's not easy when you see so much and you have a feeling for people so sometimes you cannot get away someone will corner you and you're just not able to get away and that can be an important lesson also to just surrender to the to that moment and let it be because you cannot go around just keep chopping off arms and legs you have to sometimes just hold your ground and say okay fine it's it's meant to be like that and this lesson is really for me here and and let it go and when you leave it you don't carry it just let things stay where they where you where they happen leave them there and 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 move on sometime but what i want to say here is don't allow yourself to bring in a kind of social energy around yourself not here because if you do this here you stand no chance outside there has to be a place there has to be um some i would like to say that every human being ought to but i don't really mean that seriously i'm just saying in that kind of fantasy way should have a place that they totally respect or a group of people or somebody that you totally respect who can speak to you clearly and speak to your heart about something if you don't have that you are very poor and equally you should really the chance you have to really come home fully to your own inner nature don't waste any time what's the point of spending 20 years in spirituality study and stuff and you meet person on the street you tell no difference between them energetical than anybody else on the street then all you've learned is only in your head you have not swallowed the food in your mouth you have not digested anything at all and the people can be like this full your mind up of a lot of spiritual talk and a lot of spiritual ideas but you have not swallowed you don't have the courage to swallow the food in your mouth don't get emotional tied up with people i'm not saying don't love feel but you know much mm. sometimes when you are with certain people when you are too too much yourself and really honest in what you speak out they they can get very angry with you or 
I'm glad you say that, so I can explain and clarify what I'm speaking more for you. I am not telling you you should go out and be like this and be like that. What I'm telling you is to know yourself, because yourself, as you are, is the wisest. You're going to be wiser than any 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 person who have studied these things, and I tell you why. Because you're not trying to change people. You will come in somehow and meet situation at the appropriate level. If someone's capacity is only at this much, you meet them for the first time and something is already behaving on that in that synchronicity with them. It's not all oh, yes, you know. I must try and really be truthful to you and say so. it's very different from this, and I really want this heard. I can't, conf- I can't convey always everything I'm saying so precisely, but. Speaking for myself, if I go into to take my car into the mechanics or whatever it is, and they have a certain kind of level of speaking, I don't have. To, I'm not there to teach them truth. I'm here to fix my car. I'm here to fix my car. And when is it so and so? Okay, fine. If there is an opening, mysteriously something speak, then I'll come from this place. I'm not here to change the world. I don't want to come and change the world. But I don't speak about that. Hmm. I I I just uh, think about yeah, I I have to be with my family very close for the hmm. next time hmm. because I, I I I can't it's just a practical thing. I have to yeah. live there, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes um there will be buttons pushed. When was the last time you were there with them? Ah, last time when I came back from India, hmm. was my shaved head. Yeah. Um, so that was how long ago? Three months. Uh, that six. was uh, last February. Last February. Yeah. So you're carrying a frozen image of them. No, I'm not saying that that, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that that's that's not true. They may be very much what you would expect. Hmm. You understand? But 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 you are different. Hmm. I'll tell you. That's what makes the difference is not whether they change, but that you yourself have changed more deeply. Doesn't matter what other people how they may be, but you become more intelligent, more wise, more loving, more kind, more open, more compassionate somehow inside your your being. Without any practice somehow. You just find yourself in a situation and free fall. You'll know somehow in the moment how you behave with them. You'll know whether if someone seemed to press a button, and the old mind says, "Ah, oh, you know, well, just tell them this," mm. and something just says no, and uh, put your arm around someone and say, "Anyway, long last time I saw you, you saw so and so, and you look so much more whatever it is." You find a way, because you know what, people often they don't know really what they feel. What they, what they really feel. Ah, what they feel. You know, you can speak with the someone, and just the way in which you communicate with them, and also that things don't go so deep. You feel all kind of re- reactions, all kind of directions that you could go, but you just stay empty. And if nothing comes, you stay like this. If you are very insecure about it, it may trigger someone saying, "Are you okay? You don't look so well. You seem very worried, darling," and stuff like this. And you may think about. Who the hell are you to tell me I'm worried? I'm very spiritual. I'm more spiritual than you. You're the one who should be worried. You may, you may get into this type of fight inside, mm. but it's not going to happen. 
that's not going to happen. Is it? Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about anything. Yeah. Don't no, sometimes, don't sometimes this. Uh, I can I can see that my mind already is uh, projecting situations when mm. I come back, what they are going to say to me and how they are. Then there's no greater preparation than being empty. Yeah. When we are empty, and things on the outside come bursting in. When they come bursting in. <laughs> when th when you're empty and things from the outside so to see come bursting in, you'll find that they have a lot of space in you for them to burst in. And still not be troubled. Let them burst in. Let there be a tsunami happen inside and see what happens. If you somehow recognize your true position as only the awareness in which all these things are playing, no trouble will come to you. You will not be coming from training or from that, that place but more from a much wider space. And you know, sometimes your reactions may come, and you, they may surprise you even, what comes from this place. You may say things, do things, completely spontaneously, that you would speak words you have never spoken before, or in a way that you have never spoken before, you see, rather than what you, your mind predict might happen. I've found a couple of times that um, just being very still, very quiet around people, mm. and not really troubled by them, but so actually sometimes getting a physical reaction like a headache or something mm. could just come. Yes. Um, and in actual, real in stillness, mm. but but still something like a, a strong headache or something can come mm. being in that uh, environment. Yeah. Well, then you know, some somehow. What can I say about these things? You will discern whether you need to leave that place or stay put, mm. if you listen. You can say, if you exercise the, the, the kind of personal uh, identity, you may feel like, well, yeah, I can make a choice. I can just leave, and you may leave. All these possibilities may seem to be there. But what I'm speaking of more, more is an inner sensitivity which knows that you can change the way that you choose to feel about something and and whether the, this is wind assisted or not meaning when i say wind assisted whether it's coming from the beingness coming from that place or whether it's coming from your projections just out of your stillness sometimes you're with people and uh, you may get a headache very piercing headache which is something that just jumps off someone else actually my body is uh, so accustomed to this type of thing that draws a lot of energy from people in terms of their soak up their crap basically i i uh, i kind of more or less block it now because mostly i found i was that uh, sometimes the people just want to offload their spiritual junk and as soon as they're fresh again they just fill up themselves with more junk and I don't want to be the dustman for anyone's, you know, sort of junk, unless somehow 
there is there is a movement of elevation or maturity towards a higher state of consciousness genuinely you see so sometimes you're with people and naturally it happens you may pick up something or something is i don't want to explain this so tightly but there is a phenomenon like that where somehow something inside drains off what is discharged from some negative conditioning or something and usually because it used to go through this body and dissipate very quickly without leaving any trace but after a while it weighed heavy inside the body there's a level that one reaches where the the work or the interaction between us become very very light it's still sometimes a bit heavy but it comes very very light just tweaking tweaking not going through some huge operation or something i don't want to to be so available for things where you can now use the insights to to look more deeply into areas that you can see and somehow delete or open up a fresh space of seeing or something all this you should be able to do don't get lazy don't cling only to my physical form or something make use of the guidance you're offered and finish up a lot of this nonsense stuff still sometimes maybe too much energy is going into per- into investing in kind of personal projections which is such a waste such waste I don't really want to uh, talk so much about this because it's a lower stage of interaction to keep asking little what I call small small time questions oh if this thing happened and what should I do or if you know what happens when this happens or this is small 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 change small change question if you want to ask question ask something that challenges your own self ask a question like this is the only chance you're going to have to ask a question and that you must find the answer to this today when i meet people like this is something is just magical or that the consciousness is so pleased so delighted with your with your company that everything it passes up is like a it's a jackpot of spiritual insight but i don't meet so much some rare time i might find that that we can go that far into the seeing that burns away so much of this dross so much of this waste matter gets burnt What happened in my own case? What happened? I was touched so profoundly, and I am not the only one. Many people have experienced these things, but it was so tremendous the impact on me that I just walked out of myself. I walked out of my life, out of the life in here. 
if you understand what I mean by this. I put everything in a parcel, including my own self, and stepped into the fire of yes. You mean from one From the another? very first, from the very first, you know, from the very first burst of this, of this, the, the impact of this seeing that took place, my heart was completely open to yes, because I felt so powerfully that this was not a creation of my mind. I never had these kind of concepts until I started to meet people who talk so much about their mind. It's a big habit, a very bad habit, to keep talking about your mind. My mind says this, and my mind said that. As I said before, in my culture growing up, if somebody spoke like how we speak and said, oh, you know, my mind is saying these things to my saying that, people don't have this concept of mind. What they would say that is the devil, basically. What you call so com- com- comfortably the mind, they just regard it as the devil. They say, you got your devil in your head. It wouldn't be such a cool term to use. Oh, my mind is going like this, my mind. People just think, well, you should be in a mental asylum or something. If you like that, it's a habit to speak like this. So I had no doubt in my heart that what had taken place was the higher consciousness was from God itself. I just there was no doubt about it, and it was so pure. Just like some of the the insights and experiences that you have, but it was so 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 fully in my heart a surrendering. Yeah, just take it because. The ego didn't just go away like this, in fact. It was hanging around inside, at taking different subtle shapes, but still in a kind of surrendered state, but still holding itself. So it, it needed to really go to India to meet Papaji. God brought me to Papaji, <coughs> because it had to come in a human form that could speak to finish off the, the, the my consciousness was not uh, mature enough to listen to itself internally it had to somehow come in a way that that, that it could come in in a human presence or something and that I could really understand it life is doing this it's keep coming back to you in a kind of physical material form in order to act out the scenarios that's happening inside your mind so then you can say yes or no, whereas maybe internally you are not able to comprehend what is mm. happening. Actually, that's exactly what happened to me when I s- found you. The f- when I saw your first video on on the on YouTube, that I couldn't believe that there is exists a person in this world who is speaking exactly what I feel is inside of myself, and it yeah. touched me so deeply that I just had to come and find you. <laughs> but there must be before something there. Because otherwise everything is being prepared. Everything is being so prepared deeply. already inside you. Mm. For us to be meeting and sharing like this is already the work of the totality. If you want to call it your mind, it's just another way of calling it the consciousness. 
that somehow your mind was open to this? What made it open to that? Why is not your your aunt or your cousins here? Because it's open inside this body. The consciousness functioning inside this body uh, is uh, somehow attuned enough to that vibration to say it is attracted to it. It's not an accident, but very often we waste it. In in a sense, I can say that. I can change my language and speak different ways about it, but now I feel like saying, in a way, we kind of waste it. You see, because you you give it again to the mind, and the mind just puts some other kind of notions around it. But already something is inside, a kind of inner quality, an inner temperament or something, that is attracted to truth. Something inside is attracted to truth, and something inside is attracted to lies. And it just depends which one comes out on top. As soon as we begin to really say yes to the true, you know, not a superficial, not a mouthy yes, but a yes from inside to say, you know, no place inside me is it hidden hidden from you. So whatever is hidden that myself I cannot see, I surrender to your feet. The supreme overtop, and its work begins. The work of grace begins to clean your house, to wash out all the destruction, the distracting, embedded consciousness, to uproot all that is not true. Somehow, it may take time. And as I said the other day, what if it was going to take the rest of your life to do it? Are you up for it? Yes. Yeah. If it is up for the rest of your life, whatever that may mean. Then you know, because what other choice have you got but to go back into the foolishness? Mm-hmm. You know, and it is a kind of choice. If you say yes to that, and there are ways it can come to you. It can come in the form of a boyfriend or a girlfriend or something like that. I'm not saying boyfriend girlfriend is a bad thing, but I'm saying it can come if you have something that you are, you're still holding division inside yourself. Then that will also come as a scenario sometime. You see. And it will entice that part of you that is gravitating towards that, and then you are going to spend another six months or six. Sometimes I used to say, if somebody, you know, starts a new relationship in the early days, I say I won't see you for six months, and if you have a child, I won't see you for six years, because you're going to be in that life for a while. And for many of the people in that time, it was true for them. Now amongst you. There's a much more maturity. There's something inside it. There's a bit more maturity, more depth, and so on. So there's much, uh, there's much, uh, much more a stronger presence here. And so I feel it's less likely that the mind can get on top of you, but it does sometimes, momentarily in little places. But you have the power to finish him. And don't be kind to the mind. Not yet. Better you cut all this story, all this uh, the kind of nonsense. And I hope you understand what I mean by that. I'm not saying don't love your family. Don't. No, no, no. It's not this. But you know, there's a kind of nonsense that happened inside. And uh, and just to look at who whose story is this, and who who or what is interested in carrying this on. Look at it like that. And be very quiet. Uh, something will help you to focus 
on what notions you're carrying internally, which is impeding, blocking your recognition and uh, your merging mind into the heart, something like this. Funny that we are all this thing, and yet it can take lifetimes to understand what it is, to know it in your heart, what it is. And uh, sometimes I look and I, I might say something like, I don't think this, this human world is such an elevated thing at all. I don't feel it is. I don't believe that we are the highest state of expressed consciousness in the universe. I really don't feel like this. Because it's really a poor show. Uh, what I would say <laughs> is that we have our potential and our capacity is very high, because it has already been proven in the form of the Buddha, of Ramana Maharshi, or Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj, human beings that we know. Even if you say that, I don't know if Buddha really lived. We know ones that has lived. I have met personally myself. That that brought again that awakening into my own heart, complete. Easy. So you know, if one has done it, then that that hole is perforated in the bubble of consciousness. That if one is do it, then the capacity is in everybody to do it. And there's that one. There are very very many many expressions of that one. Somehow the the pull of the consciousness towards more rajasic or tamasic states is very strong here. You know, maybe at different times there was probably a higher proportion of uh, sattva for short periods of time, and uh, but more what you may call in this in this period where the saturation is more in more tamasic functioning, rajasic functioning of the mind consciousness. I just sometimes want to tell you, just throw the whole bloody lot. Why are you hanging around with these carcasses of thoughts? What are we getting out of it? Sometimes for some beings you can say, throw it, and they can throw it. Some beings you can say, forget about all that, and immediately they forget about it. They are rare, yet the capacity is in all of us. Some people say, forget, drop it, and they can drop it. Others, it takes a whole procedure of dropping, and uh, because we are still so not sure, I'm not sure if I can trust you, I'm not really sure if I'm really there. All the mind stuff, you see. And we cannot dismiss that this mind, although it's uh, illusory and delusory, you know, it is the glue that's holding somehow the beings bond- hostage and bondaged somehow. Because the the tar has such a stickiness, and something inside the consciousness gravitates towards that that taste to be in the state of personhood, mm-hmm. to enjoy the the, the feeling of uh, personal um, autonomy and all that. It's an it's an attraction. Powerful forces are working in that way, and yet none of it can transcend even the kind of innocence of the being. You see, you don't have to learn a lot 
to transcend your mind. You don't have to learn a lot at all. You just have to have the right understanding and to be again in your correct position rather than the, the very limited uh, position of the ego mind. Something is growing uh, less patient. And it's good, you know, because always the consciousness in this dynamic expression will be changing. Here also, it's changing. Sometimes uh, it's been so such a stretched patience for things, and now I'm getting very impatient. You see, and sometimes I want to throw people overboard, just throw them out, throw them out the bloody ship, and then burn the ship also. It's a feeling like this. Don't don't gather dust around me. Don't grow cobwebs around. I I wouldn't be able to cope with you. It has to be fresh. And to be fresh, you have to drop yourself. Meaning, drop your this 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 uh, egoic. Identity, or at least be working, and working to to remove the that impediment. Seeming, uh, you're leaving tomorrow. A few people leaving. What if I never saw you again? Because I don't myself hold out. And dwell in such projections like, yeah, well, I see you next week. I don't know what this is. I don't know what that is. To make this type of statement, you know, yeah, come next week, I'll be here. Yeah, probably. I don't know that. In the form that you speak about. So I like to check in and say, you have everything it takes. You have what it takes now. Your mirror is with you. Your mirror is the consciousness itself and a mind. Or are you going to be another Lakshman who has to come back over and over again? Now one of the for me the blessings in my life is to be is to have a body that's not so well, in fact. Because it never permits you to think in terms of future and things like that. This is a blessing. Sometimes you're very fit. You think you are uh, indispensable. Yeah. But you're still thinking in terms of your physicality. Don't hold out for any utopia, any nirvana in the human kingdom. In the personal world, it's just not going to happen. Maybe your fantasy, if it's strong enough, might produce effects in consciousness that resemble what you may think, but it will only be a flash. Do you speak now about uh, fantasies about uh, yeah all this 2012? No, stuff no, no, no. That, I don't have time no. for that. I'm talking about well, including that. Okay, yeah. If you want, I mean, but, that's uh, a, a, yeah. It can be called an utopia, no? Mm. That people have all these projections about oh, yeah. a certain. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yeah. You can put. I wasn't directly thinking of that uh, mm. like that, but it includes. Why not? It includes this. But you mean, in general, like uh, idealisms, people who project idealism, idealism, and sometimes just just wishful thinking, mm. just uh, fantasies. Sitting around, got nothing better to do. Create a fantasy is the cheapest form of entertainment. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. You can keep projecting stuff. And I have no people whose life is that, whose life has, is really just you know, almost replaced by fantasy. No, that is for me poverty. Because imagination is also a power that we have, that is often heavily misused. The bottom line, actually, is that internally there should be an emptiness in you. Just a kind of an emptiness. There are nicer words we can use, probably for some people I don't know, but there's a space inside that's not preoccupied with personal dramas, personal needs, personal projections. And this emptiness resonates with what I call a kind of being, a kind of the humming of being, the vibration of a sort of joy, which is synonymous with this beingness. Nothing more needed there. The eyes are open, the senses are open, the capacity for the mind's functioning is still there. But it's not making parcels out of any experience. It has no safety deposit boxes. It is just a field of pure being. When a question arises, you know, if it does, you know, who who am I? Which it will do, in fact. But there is tremendous joy in finding nothing. No particular thing you can say. Yeah, this is it. That 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 is the self. You are the self. You see. And then all your question, all the nonsense, all the projections, they start to dry up very very quickly. Very quickly when you're like that. Like sometimes after the rain fall, there are some puddles of water somewhere. On the roof of some house or some corner, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll find uh, after a little while, a thousand tadpoles are in there. But as soon as it come, the sun comes, psh, it dries up. Everything's dried up. The same way the tadpole thoughts in your mind, everything dry up. Not become frogs. I like to meet people. Who can make big steps? Not tiny tots. No, big steps. That can sweep can sweep galaxies away. I like to meet that mind that can sweep aside galaxies of concepts. Not little tiny oh you know what did happen if this no no so please go to bed. Bring someone who is able to sweep aside galaxies of con- concepts. And come quickly to that thing. After so many years of talking, you know, handfuls of people are coming into that, seeing why. What is your future? Something burning. I hope it is the ego. <laughs>
the self does not need any encouragement. If you have come here and you begin to appreciate somehow your family, you see them in a new light, appreciate, because something is large enough now inside you to not have to defend. If you have come to this place where something has grown so big, so large, that you don't have to be defending or protecting yourself now, then that is a great beauty for me. And if there is something inside that says, well, you know, like, you know, I, I really feel something, but I'm really afraid to really go there, because maybe I might go there, and I feel now an appreciation for my family, but then maybe I might go, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about generally now, I go back, and then somehow something is afraid I might just get captured in that life. I said, if you do, it would be really worth finding out, because mm. okay. it, it would mean that you've been here all this time, and there's still something you still have, you know, you're still hiding something with like this. So it's better you just go. And I say, I'm totally with you. It's not that I could find in that uh, mm. life something more appealing than. Uh, Listen, you know? I know you're not saying this. You know what I heard from you? What I've heard inside my heart? I heard that. Something arose like a kind of an appreciation for the family, and I, I saw and felt that that was something but pure the distance and beautiful. Still, like, you, you understand? Like, like the love, but still. Yes, yes, yes. And that's fine. And that distance, in a way, you may say, which I, which I'd rather, I probably can use the word detachment yeah. to a certain yeah. way. That's a healthy thing in life, anyhow. And it's not even that. You're doing that. I, I want to keep distance. It's not even that. It's just naturally there. If you have followed uh, my guidance into um, internally, that is just part of the of what is present in you. There is a natural feeling of detachment. Don't be afraid of detachment. The detachment is not indifference. Detachment is not is not hatred. It's not having no feeling. It is something more purer. It's a wisdom is there. There's a beauty. It's got infinitely more uh, potential of expression than merely identification with a need or anything like this. So that is something that is just present with you, and I'm happy to find out because that I I I I feel that that uh, trust towards you that somehow. It's in you to, to, to do this. I saw it and felt it great thing. And I totally support you in every way that you can think. To go and if it is that you go back and somehow whatever comes, it's I just feel that you are fine. It's like this that I am being afraid to become weak again. Yes. This is why I'd like you to go and find out if this happens. Mm -hmm. I want to go and see if you find I have it. to say, I also had this fear, mm. like uh, uh, one or two months ago. Mm. I had a very, very, very strong fear of being uh, pulled away from here and, and uh, getting completely lost again in this world and, and not taking my opportunity to awaken and, and just lose it all again. No? But now mm. I, I, I don't know. Something has completely changed. 
I feel now when I when I'm going to leave there is such a security inside of me that I know nothing there is nothing that can pull me away this from is, this is a great finding from this this is a great finding and even you don't even and now you're saying it you express it once you don't even have to be saying it over and over again you just somehow it is known inside you go you don't have to say you don't know how your heart is going to behave but you're not worried at all about it why should you be you don't you know because that vulnerability that sense of the person might be gone it might be gone but there's a kind of memory that you're not quite sure if the memory is the experience you see mm. i give you an example of what happened and i've shared with some of you already i had where should i pick it up my mother for instance we had a strained relationship for a while especially when this change took place for me and you know at first she thought i was just a christian and then it was good it was a good thing you know because she wants all her children to be christian naturally and it's understandable but uh, something else was uh, was uh, you know it's not something else it's just uh, it was taking a different fast start to grow my hair and start to feel all these things and she was saying whoa what is that you know and she had her own troubles with it i had a very very intense experience with my mother where I felt that she deeply misjudged me. She had asked me to read. I have to tell you this part. She had asked me to read this part of the Bible, and uh, I kind of read it because that's, we were used to doing that. But it hadn't happened for many years, and then somehow I was leaving to go back up to my room, running up the stairs, and about the about the fourth step, going to the fifth step, that like this, it suddenly hit me like whoa. That isn't innocent what she asked me to do, like, but I didn't, like in the flash of a second, it just like I saw the whole thing that like, it's a hoax. She was trying to send a message to me using the Bible. It was like cheap trick. Anyhow, I was running up and something went like whoa, and I, it was such a powerful rage entered my heart, and I felt you know how. I came back downstairs and I went to her and I said, "Why did you ask me to read this particular thing?" And then she said, "Well, well you know, she started to mumble and fumble about and stuff." I said, "Why did you ask this?" She said, "Well, I just don't know what's going on with your life. I see you, you know, sort of like all these people around you. I don't like the way you know all this type of stuff, you know." And it was so powerful. Anyway, out of this experience, somehow, something changed, and I felt okay. I don't want to see my mother again right now, because she is like a, a beautiful. No, well, no, she's like a thorn bush. <laughs> you know, with a with a plastic rose on it. You go to first place and ah, let's go all this stuff. It was like this, and then somehow my heart going to be hard. I was a bit defensive, you know, because I was ready. So oh, she be very painful. So I put my gloves on. Then when we met and I, I heard her outburst again, I started to tackle this, but in a really beautiful way. This came very I started to answer, respond to her from, from the same Bible that she loves and respects. And anyway, our relationship changed. Now my mother and I we are very good. We are very good. I lost all the fear from my mom. All of it. 
I don't know where it came from in the first place. It was such a, you know, like, oh, I couldn't speak to her. Now we can laugh, and uh, we're just, I'm just really good from my part, and I think from her part too. We're very comfortable with each other. But now, even now, if I'm running up the stairs, I'm likely to go, whoa, on the fifth step. <laughs> it still happened. Now, what is the significance? There's no significance at all for me. You understand? Some things may still seem to happen on the surface, but they have no depth. They have no depth, because I can't say, oh, this is because of my relationship with him, because my mother is very good now. But that was such a, a powerful impact inside my consciousness that it's got registered somewhere in my body or something, you see? And uh, without thinking, I'm running up into something, whoa, you see? Do I need to work on that? Not at all. What is there to work on? Nothing at all. Do you need to work on something to try to remove this, like remove this kind of this this message inside my body or my DNA? No, it's nothing. I'm not this DNA. I'm not this body. I'm not this behavior. You see. So don't waste energy trying to get rid of the wrong thing. But the mind will help you as well. Or want to. Just understand your real place. And what is this place? Again, finally I say. Whatever you can perceive, whatever is perceived in you, as thought, as sensation, as feeling and so on. They belong to the dynamic expression of consciousness. You cannot just get rid of it. It's there in the consciousness. This is what Sri Maharaj was saying, I leave my human nature to unfold according to destiny. You understood that Nature is functioning through this body, and even the mental activity and the sense of person, that's just a kind of some kind of facade, a kind of role that consciousness seems to play anyway. And he says, "I am not bothered about this. I'm not trying to change my. I'm not trying to stop smoking and whatever it is. I let that just happen, but I know I'm independent of that on some level. And not that I know this theoretically. I am this. I am the one saying, I don't bother with this anymore. I don't bother with trying to correct my story. Of course, during in, in the flow of life, if something comes and you see that there's a behavior that's still coming from the, from the conditioned part of the mind or something, and there's, there's a clear indication to change it, you just change. It's change like this. I'm not saying, don't work on nothing. No, work as it comes natural. But don't give so much dedication to trying to change your, your, you know, your physical manifestation or something. Because uh, that is the that is the 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 aspect of yourself which belongs to time and will be somehow discarded through time. Sometimes you feel like your life is coming up to the edge of a waterfall. You don't know what is on the other side of it, whether it's a lovely pool or something or some. You know whatever you know, but something is coming, and just like you can smell the rain coming, you can smell sometimes that your life is coming up to, you know, a kind of. It's like a a grey area or a great expanse or something like this, beyond which you don't know anything. Your projections cannot live beyond that. Embrace it. 
embrace the opportunity because it's a it's a false sense of comfort to keep just hanging on to the mundane because your life is not threatened by it be grateful that life pushes you or give you the sense of reaching some edge beyond which you don't know get used to the unknown because that is yourself and let the body go through uh, whatever it must go through mm-hmm. i'm saying this lightly now there may come periods in 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 our life when mm-hmm. somebody here one of us may go through such a tremendous experience that uh, it really it really pushes your consciousness to the to the edge but you have to again break that edge so when we speak like this please don't come with mundane things don't come don't show me the dirt on your fingernails i don't want to see this come with something masterful begin to look like you're here to slay the myth of uh, ego don't come with little stories and stuff and that's just really not not belonging here because it is like asking you want to open this box and this lock and this lock and this lock and i'm giving you a master key to open all the locks and you tell me no but this key is too big it doesn't fit my just so you're never going to grow up never going to grow it's like you grow old but you don't grow up you're just staying in the same little pond i want to feel your immensity not your littleness but the immensity i mean in a sense sometimes i feel like i've said everything but as long as this body is alive i can keep going to more refined spaces with you if the capacity shows up to do this occasionally we're able to penetrate so beautifully and it's a joy it's a joy to look into something so deeply that you don't have to fix you only have to say yes to the adventure of seeing to tackle those those energies that come up inside to keep you somehow feeling bound or something and to and, and and to go through them sometimes you have to put pictures to your thoughts and to experience them almost like you create a kind of digital world that you have to experience inside yourself in order to break certain false barriers there's a time for that i don't want to say that's the target practice or nothing the real thing is just keep on being remembering being in the self as the self itself enough no hmm. i have this feeling that i i don't know where how to explain that but there has to be those who awake it just has to be to come to just come to the the end of the nonsense that just recognize this purely 
as the stable truth. Not yes, but, and sometimes, well, it has to be. The idea that you may turn out to just to be spiritual hippies, reminiscing about all the good old days when Sahaja would used to and that just feels abhorrent for me. Mm. That your heart has to blossom into sagehood or something. Mm.